Welcome to Look Who's Talking NFL, your favorite NFL podcast north of the border. The Rams are back. There's no OBJ curse. I still believe in the Bills, and so should you. Got a gold pick ready to rock for Thursday night football. Great googly moogly. Weird Mike's 9 and 1. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my dome. All right, welcome back to Look Who's Talking, episode 112, ladies and gentlemen. Know what I mean? Peaches and cream. I'm not sure if that's 112, but it doesn't matter. Welcome to your favorite NFL podcast. You put some shekels in your pocket. We're an unabashed NFL gambling show that started way before it was legal. And now we're just riding a legal train like some moonshiners heading for a business. Um, all 112 episodes brought to you by Huck Media and HuckMedia.ca for all you look who's talkers out there. Merry Farvin Christmas, and we are so stoked to have you with us. We got Weird Mike, the hottest handicapper in Ontario. Nine and one in his last three weeks of picks. No joke. This guy's on Frank Reich's Colts like he's Jim Ursay's guitar. Very fired up about that. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins ruined like a $2,000 same game parlay for me by just dropping that last ball, but that's okay. That's the way she goes. Bills lose in overtime to the best team in football. Uh, pass interference call, not called on Stefan Diggs on basically the second last play of regulation. Not a lot of people are talking about it, but for those of us in the greater Toronto area or Buffalo Bills nation, it's glaringly obvious. Another reason why Tom Brady is about 107 and two against the Buffalo Bills, but it'll be 107 and three come the Super Bowl in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. The Bills are currently plus 1,400 uh, to win the Super Bowl, which rounds up to plus 1,500 if you put 100 beans on it, like I just did. And uh, we hope you do too. We are the masters of futures at this show. We're the ones who told you to take the Bucks and the Chiefs last year at the start of the season. Uh, before anyone knew Tom Brady in the COVID season would actually get rolling with the Bucks, but they did. And then we told you to hedge them against each other. And that's how we treat sports betting like Wall Street. We hope you follow along because uh, in the macro, we got this shit figured out. And in the micro, my co-host is red fucking hot. He might even drink during this show because he works for himself, but he's nine and one his last three weeks. Weird Mike, new smile, day drinking. Happy Farvin December. Thank you, Jeffrey, with a G. Good to be back. Episode 112. Yes, where the party at? 112 Centennial is where the party at. Weird Mike and his new smile enjoyed a leisurely stroll through Chalk City. Baby doll. All right. Last NFL week, full of chalk, on the sidewalk, on the walls, on the car. The kid's neighbor painted something nice. You went by, you complimented it. Everybody got in on the action. I hope you did too. Our pick six pool, a record 70 plus people went six and oh. 900 yeah. plus in almost 8% of the pool went a perfect six and oh unreal numbers. Uh, I stayed hot with the Cowboys who like always likes to make it interesting. Um. And uh, what was the other one? Uh, the Chargers, the interconference beatdown, I believe, yeah. is how I coined it. And it really was. The Giants put up 14 late. A game was over ASAP. Never close. Never close. It's, been, it's funny. The Cowboys went up 24 nothing, And that game 
was way closer, like way closer. Yeah. Dak struggled so, the second half, but the Chargers just got up by double digits and it was never close. Las Vegas, it was the most public win in years for sports books. So basically, uh, the favorites went 11 and two in the day games, which is unprecedented. And that's on spread. So not just out win outright. Myself and Weird Mike, if you follow us on Instagram, at Weird Mike, follow his picks, uh, follow our show at Hughes Talking, and follow Huck Media just to twist his mustache, check out his skydiving picks. Sorry, bungee jumping picks, because the guy's a rock star. Um, also, wherever you're listening all over the world, Nihao, Previat, Ola, Bonjour, Gutentag, and Vonnegut, which is Sri Lankan for hello, but it also sounds like I could Vonnegut all over your face. <laughs> 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 Trust me, there they do it. <laughs> I bet. But uh, seriously, we appreciate you all the love, the shares. Uh, Jake Frisney, James Duhamel, Chris McElhaney, Lee Van de Mosdyke, Mike Morrison, Phil Nolan, and all of our Lucas Talkers uh, from Storyteller Beer. Adam, we met going to NFL games and shouting out, look who's talking. Love you. Sorry about the bills. I saw the pain. But by the way, DM us your favorite parlays, your super tickets, your locks. I've been giving away a bit too many super tickets, which I'll keep doing. But I figured on Monday night, I'm just going to give you one pick that's just going to fucking win. Um, so that's why I just stuck with OBJ catches over. And uh, we'll be doing that yeah. more. Just the prop of the day. And then I'll give you some more picks if you want to sprinkle around. Because uh-huh. sometimes yeah, I'll just were- do... Go ahead. You were onto something. You were onto something there with just that one pick, man. That OBJ handicap was spot on, and you know not everybody has to run to the store, right? Circa season two of Look Who's Talking. Yeah, I know. Everything's I know. Changed. Everybody's sitting in their home and their mutandis, the, waiting for kickoff, looking for a lock, and here comes basic, you with a little OBJ. Yes, and you know, no, you're right. When we first started the show, we were more catering to, you know, your Joe better. That's usually just going to go make a props ticket <clears throat> at the store and they need at least three picks. So, we, we, you know, it wasn't everybody who was just making online bets, you know, waiting in line at the grocery store. But it's 2021. The world's changed and it's far but awesome. So I can give away a couple more single bets, especially for props. Man, if there was no injuries, I would just honestly only bet props It's the injuries that gets me. Um, yeah, so, so you got the injuries getting you. So I enjoyed that stroll through Chalk City, but I'm going to be adjusting. Everybody was talking dogs barking all year. The tide has turned. The cream has risen. The dogs are returning to their less than stellar homes and enjoying the life of a dog, which is far less glamorous than it's been for the first 14 weeks of our beloved NFL season. All right. Adjust, folks. Betters, it's time. You like a team. You don't want to get screwed. It's teaser season. It's alt-line season. It is the bad teams get worse. The good teams get better. And the gap in the middle, of course, is much larger. And there's money to be made in that gap. So I'm going to be shifting towards the big faves the last quarter of the season. Minus, of course, the asterisks, which I don't want back in my life which I've been red hot since it hasn't returned. Um, the final week of the season, of course, the buys, the injury scene, that's the, the breaks on, uh, on all of that. But shift, sharp focus for Weird Mike from dogs to chalk in the final quarter. Uh, like you said, nine and one, you got the weird pick, gambling donut coming at you in about 
20 minutes and change, give or take. Hewlett always smirks when I give the time prediction. <laughs> I actually have no idea when it will come, but I like to think that early 20s, you know, like it's a nice number. My favorite one, I think, is right. You one time you like led me into my Hue picks and then you're like, I'll see everybody in 13 and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought to myself, like, is that really how long we're playing Obi-Trice? Like, that's a long setup. Um, two thoughts just from the uh, the two games that ended up being really entertaining on Sunday. Because uh, for a while, the Sunday afternoon was tough. Even Scott Hansen was losing his mind on red zone. We got one game that's within one score, and it's the Seahawks and Texans. I'm like, okay, great time to go for a dart. Uh, however, two games turned into overtime games side by side. The two 430 starts. Uh, obviously game of the weekend when we were all watching bills bucks. Now I put it on Instagram. I learned how to make gifts and memes, by the way. So that's why you're seeing that. Uh, and I said, bills down 24 to three. Are you the type of guy who live bets him? And I'm like my George, George Costanza mean like, yes, yes, yes. I, I'm down. I'm so down. And I got messages afterwards. Like, wow, ah, tough go, man. That would have been a great win. I'm like, yeah, well, what are you talking about when they tied it up? I bet on the bucks, like my own version of a cash out. This is what I talked about a lot last year. If you live bet, if you live bet a team that for that's down three touchdowns, you can get them at like plus a thousand to win the game. When they tie the game, don't just see if it happens. Now you can just win yourself a couple hundred bucks easily by betting the other way. Anyway, it's not emotional. It's hedging and guys do it on wall street all the time. You should do it with your football picks. Anyway, um, I yeah, thought, yo, 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 hold on, hold on. It's way yes. less, it's way less uh, easy, if you will, to fall in love with a person than a stock. You just said Wall Street to the NFL and the comparison, yes. but yeah, but, but, but that's a man behind that mask that you're watching, you know, <laughs> risk his, you know, his career, his family earnings, all, all that stuff that encumbers the dangers of the NFL compared to a stock on a screen. Or some kind of ticker rolling by. There's a reason it's emotional. It's because we care about those yes. men and the idea that they're doing you grown care. men doing things. Season five theme, everybody. Grown okay. men doing things must be respected. Well, with these the proper grown- emotional response. Yeah. And uh, these guys we're watching are filthy rich. And I'd like to get filthy rich and help everybody else get filthy rich watching them. So I'm going to talk to you about an emotion, Mike. Okay, it's called happiness. And that is when you have reached a point of the game where regardless of which team wins, you're going to win a lot of money, which is much better than hoping um, in a tie game that your team does win and your $50 to win $500 bet comes through. Whereas once you get to a point where you can just throw 200 bucks on the other team and just be happy watching overtime, uh, that's the emotion I'm going for. So, and that's the difference of our betting, Mike. You're a bit more emotional. I mean, I love the bills, but I'm, I look at more of this as math and probability and supposition. Love it. Like Sherlock Holmes trying to figure out how to just turn a hundred into a thousand every Sunday. And I like to do it in the most guaranteed way. Anyway, that's enough, but that's, that's how I live bet. And that's why the bills not lose, not winning actually didn't really affect my live bet that much because I protected it as soon as they tied the game. What a game, though. Also, secondly, 
the other game, they went to overtime side by side. Scott Hansen was just like jerking off under the table, being like, this is amazing. Are you kidding me? With uh, Jimmy G with actually an impressive game against the Bengals um, in that overtime game. Bengals came back to make it an overtime game. Zach Taylor gives it to Mixon at like the 10 yard line on first and second down. And then Joe Burrow gets sacked. Anyway, long story short, I know Jimmy G is not. Uh, an awful, terrible quarterback, but he's definitely in the bottom 10 of the starting quarterbacks, of the league bottom 12, let's call it. So there seems to be like just recency bias. Like whenever Jimmy G sucks, everyone agrees with me. Everyone's like, oh yeah, Jeff, you know, you were right. And then as soon as he plays like a half decent game, it's like, yo, like, what do you, you know, not even just towards me, but like Peter King, even on the herd being like, you know, I keep hearing all this stuff about how Jimmy G's just a bum and he's not good and blah, blah, blah. They traded three first round picks to draft his replacement. They're a good team. They could use those first round picks on other players. So the Niners are telling you that Jimmy G's a bum. Not me. I mean, I'm just telling you what, what I'm seeing from the Niners coaching decisions last year and how they ran the ball for an entire playoff run. But uh, so just look, if you still think Jimmy G is really good, know that his own organization does not agree with you. And I don't agree with you, but it's just it's enough. He's going to play some good games. Sometimes he's surrounded by a great football team. He should. Uh, Speaking of being surrounded by a great football team, Mr. Baker Mayfield, COVID. Uh, I believe he's vaxxed, so he just needs a couple of negative tests to play. But it's a Saturday game. Saw in our group chat, Dewey and Harris talking about it. Uh, yeah, a lot of people taking the Raiders. I don't trust the Raiders right now as a guy who was big on the Raiders pre preseason to win seven games. They just need one more win. I, uh, but I, uh, this without Gruden, they, I just don't know what their identity is and without Gruden without Waller and now without rugs, I just, I can't put any money on them. They're one of my box games or stay the far away games. Uh, Coach Stefanski's got uh, COVID too. Weird stuff going on in the Browns building right now for all you dog pounders. Um, Baker saying there's some internal stuff going on and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it sounds like a whole bunch of the locker room took OBJ's side on the way out. And I mean, how put yourself in Baker's shoes, okay? Yeah, I know he's a little bit of a twat, but like, imagine someone on your football team Put dad puts out a video showing how awful you are in a really like insulting way. The team trades him out of there because basically because of that. But then the whole team is basically like almost mad at you because because their favorite guy left. And uh, it's been this sounds like there's some real internal shit going on. I, uh, I, I I still believe in Baker. I think he's pretty banged up for a not big guy in a really physical division. But also. We talked about this two years ago, Mike, in my one of my best truth of the weeks. I said Baker Mayfield being drafted number one overall totally flipped his world upside down. This guy has been fighting an uphill battle his entire life. Walks on, gets transfers to Oklahoma, barely makes the team, but then gets the starting job, you know, drafted number one to Cleveland, given the world. And I said, Baker reminds me of me when I'm given everything. I kind of relax when I got when someone tells me I can't do something or if, or if I was drafted in the third round after winning the Heisman. OK, nobody fucking believes in me. I'm going to show up. 
And I said this a couple of years ago, I think Baker Mayfield is going to be a good quarterback in this league, but for his next team. And I think we might be entering that stage. These contract negotiations, negotiations apparently are basically stalled. Sounds like the Browns don't want to give him Josh Allen money. Sounds like that's what Baker wants. They might offer him like a Dak Prescott kind of prove it, you know, franchise year. How about a team looking for a quarterback in his own division? How about the most spiteful play of all time? And imagine the Steelers pick the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's just kind of fun to think about for a second. Steelers pick up Baker Mayfield as he turns down the franchise tag thing and then beats the shit out of the Browns for the next 10 years. How brown is that? Uh, Plus, you got a pissed off Baker who probably took less money. I don't know. Just a thought. Baker to the Steelers. Watch it. I believe that more than Aaron Rodgers to the Steelers. It doesn't sound like it would work. Aaron's going to stay in Green Bay. So everyone relax. Uh, Anyway, yeah, weird Mike. Uh, <sighs> Baker, dog pound. They really entered the year with some serious expectations. And now I'm not sure if they're going to have a, they might be doing a quarterback change. They, they got a coach and a, a coach and a quarterback with COVID heading into, <laughs> heading into a tough game against the Raiders. This will be my, one of my star, stay the far away games. Mike, I got one more stay the far away game before we get into our picks and stuff like that. Uh, the Titans and Steelers, Hawk Daddy. The Titans and Steelers. Are you really worried about the Steelers, Jeff? You know, I wanted to take the Titans. It's like such a, it's a nice number. What's two the points. Line? What's the line at? Titans minus two in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh with a mini buy after that heartbreaking, like last second drop in the end zone by their tight end against the Vikings on Thursday night. Can they still make the playoffs? The Steelers? Yes. But, you know, they don't have great chances, uh, but they can still make the playoffs again. That extra games added some possibilities for everybody. Yeah. That makes things interesting, but I still like the Titans. Well, like, obviously I like the Titans, but like bias I, aside, I still like the Titans. See, okay. In the years past, if Ben was any sort of quarterback, I'm taking, the, I think I've taken the Steelers every time they've ever played the Titans in Pittsburgh. They just seem to, as a Titans fan, you know, that's a, that's a game you guys lose. However, Ben is a shill. He's, it looks like he's, he's starting his arm motion that, that goes back about two inches and then he throws the ball. Whereas like a normal throw, it goes back like a foot and a half in a normal sort of quarterback motion, but he's doing this little shot put thing. I can't put money on it, but I've seen the Steelers defense give average quarterbacks with average weapons trouble, especially at home late in the season in Pittsburgh weather. Uh, Weird Mike, thoughts about this game? Coin flip. Steelers, total death trap. Not putting more than a few cents on the Steelers at home, on the road. Doesn't matter who they're playing. (coughs) Stay the far away from that one. Stay the far away, or you can ride with Huck Daddy. Who's no, taking the Titans minus two? I told you, I'm off the Titans. They, they disrespected Henry. He's on the shelf. Julio's off. Um, but uh, the Browns, Hugh, mega trouble, bro. They, first of all, they play the next two Saturdays. Weird. Weird. Next Saturday is Christmas night at Lambeau. All right. You want to chalk up the L right now, or you want to save it for a couple of days from now? Because... Browns are in trouble. Their season 
without their coach, without their QB, without their award-winning O-line is yeah, the O-line's a real problem. This Saturday against the Raiders. Losers out. You got a career match, 2021. Losers out Saturday. No, no shit. Also, that's a good a good point. Because it is a career match. Derek Carr doesn't make the playoffs this year. I don't think Mike Mayock, even if he keeps his job, GM of the Raiders, can really just say to his, the whole Raiders fan base, no, we're sticking with Derek. No, he's had his run. You get If you get seven years to succeed in the NFL as a starting quarterback, that's enough. That's good. Um, and if Baker loses, well, shit, like the writing's kind of on the wall that they don't make the playoffs this year. You want another Blame quick, game uh, starts. You want another quick wrestling uh, analogy, Hugh? Always love wrestling. At least F1. old school wrestling. F1. Everybody saw the race. Max versus Lewis. Crazy final race. lap, final race, final moment. F1 went Vince McMahon on your ass, everybody. Sunday morning, holding their kid, having their coffee, sitting on the couch. A little morning wood with the wife. You know, the ladies like the F1, right? Fast cars. Chicks dig the long ball type of thing. Uh, F1 just went Vince McMahon on you. Changing the rules. In the moment, in the match, while you're watching, and now you're hooked. Now everybody's watching next year. Lewis Hamilton just got knighted. All right, motherfucker's a knight. Yep. Okay, this guy's coming back with superpowers. It is on like Donkey Kong, as your Mario Kart reference. Um, <clears throat> they really, and of course, the career match in uh, Cleveland. They really, uh, they've really gone a little bit on different parameters for knighting people in 2021 (laughs) 600 years ago like okay how many moors did you kill on this third crusade like 20 okay we're knighting you (laughs) the moops bro the now there was the moors too oh god listen bubble boy (laughs) as weird mike talks to me from the hallway of his studio (laughs) um uh, you know how many how many oh. moors did you kill? Knighted. Uh, okay. How many? How many? How many um, opposition soldiers of this great country have you killed, Mister Lewis Hamilton? Um, actually, none. But I've won seven straight international Formula One circuits. Knighted. <laughs> Here's a sword cool. over your shoulder. Kiss my hand. They got the Fucking coolest love. piece of furniture in the world. It's I love like a Britain. one kneeler thing. It's like one padded royal purple kneeler that he's leaning on while he's got this sword on i hope he gets to keep that that thing is the baddest piece of furniture i've ever seen weird mike i got a, i got a futures bet for you between me and you okay back to the futures here we go 10k to the winner don't take Whoa. this too seriously if either one of us ever in our life gets knighted oh my god gotta pay the other guy 10k and the canadian version of knighted i think is it's something else. It's like the metal of something. How about this, you? How about if we got a key to the city? All right. 10K. Ooh, much more likely. Key to the city. 10K. Huckster, you're the witness. Much more likely still equally as <laughs> hey, unlikely. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Toronto Tour has got some life, bro. Don't if, being, if being knighted is plus 100,000, key to the city, plus 50,000. <laughs> it's, it's a reasonable goal. How much charity work do we have to do here? Hughes Holiday Helpers were up around a thousand bucks. You know, if we get up to a hundred K, that could be like a, at least a side door key to the city. Let me, let me tell you, Hugh, if that's the way we're handicapping this, you're way ahead of weird Mike. Okay. <laughs> <Let me tell you. laughs> 
Uh, okay. Uh, let's get you ready for this weekend. Fired up. Uh, thanks for sending in all of your picks, your DMs. And we're going to have updated standings today uh, after this, after we record this show. So you'll already see it for our Look Who's Talking Point Spread Championships. I have faded towards the middle. Uh, we got a Mark Robinson went 6 0 last week. Braley Pilon, 6 0 the week before. Had some weekly winners too. Yo, uh, uh, speaking of Robinson, Buddy's got four Bills tickets. Any Look Who's Talkers want to go to the Bills game? Carolina, 1 p.m., traditional home game, must win. Everybody was kind of ignoring this game on the Bills schedule, but this is now a must win. Yep. And uh, Robinson, top of the standings, got four tickets for you. Holler at him. Mr. Robinson Insta for your four tickets to the game this weekend. You call it a must win. I'll do one better. I call, I'll call it a will win. <laughs> will win. Oh. Write it down, guarantee it, stamp it, pour some lucky charms in your bowl and eat it up. They're going to win this fucking game. So tease it. I don't know what you got to do, but the Bills are not losing to Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers in the winter in Orchard Park. Nice. Not happening. Um, one thought from the Bucks. Still love them to make the make the Super Bowl. Got them in the final four against the Rams. That's looking better and better. The top two teams in each conference, I don't believe, will make the final four. So bet accordingly. Patriots, Packers, don't think they'll make the final four. Um, but the Bucs need Antonio Brown back. If you, I think if they had Antonio Brown, there's no way the Bills can make that comeback because he's their third down sort of back shoulder fade guy, and it's he's the one that Tom can throw to even when he's not open. Whereas Godwin's really good at getting open, and you know he can catch the ball. Evans is a little more traditional sort of lengthy guy, but Antonio Brown one on one he's open. Even Tom won't even look, and he's missing that right now. So. We shall see. No one's paying attention, but Josh Gordon caught a touchdown for the Chiefs. So watch out for that freak because a couple, a couple years ago, a couple years ago, he helped the Patriots uh, make the Super Bowl. And I could see him doing the same thing with the Chiefs. So just pay attention to that. I'm not saying pick him up on fantasy. By the way, I'm fucking out of fantasy. I believe you are too, Mike. We're all done. We're gamblers. We play fantasy for fun, but it uh, would have been fun to win that money. All right. Uh, here we go, Hugh. You queued it up. R.I.P. Weird Mike's fantasy career buried season five, week one, episode 112. I will never play fantasy again. Say it with me, Huck. I will never play fantasy again. Fuck the juggernauts. Fuck the commish. <laughs> I am out. I fuck the commish. Never again. For putting Love you, Skip. But fuck <laughs> the commish. It's over. No more daily. No more nothing ever. Well, I'm in two. I'm, 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 going, two. I'm going big dog with this. I'm going full mantra. Fuck it. Never looking at a box score again. A couple of, couple of props. Mind is shifted to in-game and same-day parlays. Well, I hear would me, like Juggernauts? To, I would East like to Nash thank... Burlington Kings and Skank Squad. It's over. I'd like to thank the commissioner of my leagues, uh, Skip for the juggernauts league my boy uh jake frisney for the no pun intended keeper league i still have the best keepers but uh struggled with in-season management we'll say vog would hate some of the moves i made okay all right uh, uh let's get into our luck, tom ace best of luck tom ace aka vz in the playoffs all right uh let's get to our picks weird mike nine and one in the last three weeks ever since you removed the asterisk the karma is flowing 
True story. Uh, hit it. Hit us up, bro. Hey, one more perfect week. We'll get you a song. Okay. <laughs> hey, look at that. How about that? 112 episodes in. The only one I think I missed because because I was on a basement floor in Colombia and you guys couldn't reach me. But uh, anyway, what about the what about the Godfather music? I think that'd be good. Yeah, I mean, so I'm like, I'll kick something up. I want to see Mama Dukes later? A little Sicilian music. Kickstart the roots. All right, let's make some look who's talking some money, Mike. They're following you. Where are we going? Those of you that were rocking fade the ang angle. The hell with y'all. I have dropped the asterisks and the karma is flowing, as our gracious host has just said. Nine and one, two and oh last week. Laser red hot Colts Saturday night football. Talked about the Browns Raiders. That's the pregame to the real game. Patriots at Colts minus two Saturday night off the bye. Both teams off the bye, mind you. That's why the line's a little bit lower than it should be because everybody's gulping up that Billy B slurp job. We got a Colts team desperate for a signature win. They almost beat the Bucks. They almost beat the Titans. Okay. They got a bunch of okay wins. Now they get the signature. Frank Reich beats Billy B. Had his number in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. Philly special. That was Reich's call. Minus two Colts at home Saturday night. Mac Jones is six and zero oh on the road. Did you know that, Jeff? Mac no, Jones. Not off the top of my head, but yes. Yeah. Uh, the chances of him going eight and zero on the road as a Daisy Fresh rookie ain't gonna happen tonight. <clears throat> Saturday night gets the first L. Short price, hungry team, motivated team. Got to stay pace with Hucks Titans. Colts minus two, pull away late. Similar styles. Colts just want it more, and of course, Mac Jones not going perfect on the road. I repeat, Mac Jones will not. Go perfect on the road. And I will be sprinkling. It's a heavy smash Colts. Heavy smash. Saturday night. Love it. And the sprinkle. Biggest number of the week. Cardinals. Arizona. Minus 13 at the Detroit Lions. Told you earlier. It's alt-line season. It's good teams get right season. You got a fast track with a soft dog at home. Who's got COVID. Arizona has to win this game prediction. This is the only game they will win the rest of the year is this game at Detroit in a landslide smelling like a 41, 13, 41, 17 late touchdown for the lions. When that silver dome or Ford field is empty cards roll big expect to see Colt McCoy. Look for the alt line special lions lay down. To the cards, minus 13 is a medium-sized sprinkle. Colts, Cardinals, nice and succinct for the weird pick. 20 and 16 on the year. Talk about it. I agree with you on the Colts. The Cardinals is, is a big number for me, but I think it's I think you're on the sharp side of this because after you know losing Monday Night Football public, uh a lot of people probably are, you know, would find it tough to lay 13 and a half points on the team they just saw lost. However, you're seeing it a little more clearly now. 
and I don't see the Lions being able to compete uh, offensively at all. Again, New Hopkins just catches a couple more balls. That game could have been different. I don't think he's going to make that mistake again. So, whereas I'm not, I would, I'm not taking this game, but I, I would take the Cardinals. I just hate big numbers like that. But urgency. I, I think you're on the sharp side there. To win and want to get healthy. Yeah, that I is. think you're on the sharp side there. Who's who's going to chase Kyler down on the Lions? Nobody. And I agree with you on the Colts. They're my picks. Teaser. Whoa, whoa. That's and again, it, this goes back to Frank Reich in the Super Bowl with the Eagles against Billy B. The guy is yeah. not scared of Billy B's defense. Not scared. All right. QB Obi Trice, Q picks. Here we go. You. All right. Here we go. Q picks for this week. We are hovering just a uh, game or two under 500 after a couple of shoddy weeks in a row, but we'll be back on track because Hugh, if you've listened for five seasons now, five fucking seasons, uh, I always hit a big Christmas heading into the playoffs. This is why I do what I do. So here we go. Okay. My gold pick Thursday night football. I'm taking the Kansas city chiefs minus three uh, in LA to, uh, to play the chargers. Look, the chiefs, I'm getting them at a low number. And they're riding really high right now. It's because the Chargers are really good, and they've proven that they can beat the Chiefs. But gun to my head, basically, I'm looking at SoFi as a neutral field. And also, not only that, a nice neutral field. So I, I don't think there's any home field advantage. There might even be more Chiefs fans. So as far as, like, affecting their offense, not going to happen. Chiefs defense has significantly stepped it up. Uh, Chris Jones, that defensive line, they'll get some more pressure on Justin Herbert. And uh, I just... I like uh, I like what they're starting to do on offense. If, if I don't care that they're not scoring thirty points a game, they are doing what they want to do out there. And if you're going to give them ten yards to run, they're going to run. They got two running backs that can catch balls and get the job done and get those first downs. So even though they're not smoking teams, they have these games in, under control. And I, I feel like they found kind of a new identity that involves a little bit more running because hey, that's what the defense is giving you. So like you might not like hand jobs, but if a, you're on a first date and the girl's in your pants, like, you know, are you going to stop her? No. Okay. All right. Hand jobs before the salad. Here we go. Uh, okay. Chiefs gold pick. Silver pick. I'm taking the Packers minus five in Baltimore to take on the depleted Ravens. Uh, if this, if, if, uh, if Lamar plays, I, the, the number might drop a point or two. But I'm still taking the I'll still take the Packers. And if Lamar doesn't play, well then the number's not right because the Packers should be favored by seven. So I'll take the Packers minus five, understanding I'm not sure what quarterback I'm gonna get. But they're so hurt in their secondary anyway. Who's covering Devontae Adams? Nobody. So I'll take the Packers to win by a touchdown in a game where I would normally lean the Ravens. They're giving you so many points. I feel like they're begging you to take the Ravens because Vegas knows how depleted the secondary is. No Peters, no Marlon Humphrey. Jimmy Smith isn't good anymore. Who's covering the Packers receivers? Nobody. And if they have to stuff the secondary, then A.J. Dillon will run right all over them. Packers win by a touchdown. Okay, bronze pick. I'm taking the Colts. Yep, Saturday Night Football. Uh, Colts by two and a half over the Patriots. Frank Reich's offense. That old K-Gun Buffalo Bills offense with Jonathan Jonathan Taylor as the new Thurman Thomas and Carson Wentz trying to be the new Jim Kelly. It's fast. 
it hits you hard. They take chances down the field. And um, Carson's playing with a lot of confidence right now. I'll take the Indianapolis Colts. I think they're playing great football. If they had just, if they had one or two more wins earlier in the season, everyone would be talking about them as one of the top four Super Bowl favorites. So the football they're playing right now, uh, this, they, they, they're worthy of being favored over the Patriots. I'll take them. Okay, fourth pick. I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons plus nine, uh, fighting for their playoff lives, uh, going into San Francisco and Santa Clara to play the San Francisco 49ers is a nine point underdog. So I just think this Cordell Patterson hybrid has given coach Arthur Smith of the Falcons a way to cover this spread for me because yeah, you know what? The Niners are a better team. I think Matt Ryan's age and depleted strength has kind of got him pretty even with Jimmy G right now. I think with a gun in my head, I take Matt Ryan, but it's not—it's pretty close. But the Cord Cordell Patterson uh, factor, I think, keeps this spread alive. Falcons could win the game, but I'll, I'll take this game by less than a touchdown. Okay, I'm taking the New York Jets with my fifth pick, plus ten. I just don't think the Dolphins have a good enough offense to be favored by plus 10 over anybody. Like, even if it was Houston or the Lions. So, I think Miami's a solid team, but they're one of those teams that, you know, tries to guarantee to win the game, not by stomping on your throat, but by getting up by seven and playing very conservative football, punting it deep into your end, and just playing sort of Brian Flores defensive football. So I just see this too many points. I, I think Zach Wilson is actually the better quarterback here for the Jets. And uh, Miami's not too tough of a place to play. Miami wins this by six, but 10's too many. So I'll take the Jets. All right, uh, Monday Night Football, I'm taking the Vikings minus three and a half. I just think they're a much more organized offense than, uh, than the Chicago Bears. Don't care the game's in Chicago. I know Kirk Cousins in prime time and all that stuff. But the Bears were basically being given a win over the Packers by God. You know, punt return for a touchdown, a couple of random big plays that they didn't really deserve. And then when Co- when the coach was interviewed at halftime, they're like, so what do you think of that punt return by Grant? It's crazy. He's like, oh, that was awesome. This Coach Nagy. That was awesome. Yeah. Having a lot of fun out there. Coach, this isn't a roller coaster ride. Okay, you're not 12 years old. This is a football team. You're supposed to be coaching. Sounded like you didn't even know who Grant was. Couldn't believe that they were actually beating the Packers. So um, I think Coach Nagy's on his way out. And I think the Vikings are going to try to save their season on Monday Night Football. And they will make sure. Who's covering Justin Jefferson? Nobody. Take the Vikings minus three and a half. Giddy up. Those are your Q picks. Chiefs, Packers, Colts, Falcons, Jets, Vikings. Huge. Jeffrey, two and four last week. Two and four last week. Oh, and six the week before. Four and two and four and two the two weeks before that. You add them all together, they kind of even up. So this is a very important week. It always is. It always it, it, it not is not always. It is. Week. This week is. is important though. Um, love the gold. First time you went with Thursday night, eh? I believe so. Yes, I couldn't couldn't couple- ignore it. I can't. The Chiefs by three is always tough to ignore. There's probably two or three teams that I'd stay away from that number, like the Bucks, the Bills, the Bucks, Bills, Rams. Maybe stay away, but anyone else in the league, including the Packers, I'll take the Chiefs by three. Um, The Chiefs rested 
serious beatdown. That game was over at half with a yes, Thursday game. That's exactly what the doctor ordered. Mind you, the Chargers also, not as much, but definitely not full throttle. Maybe that's why the Giants scored those points at the end, now that I think about it. So I like the Chiefs a lot, um, staying away from the Packers and Ravens. Two proud teams. Lamar, total question mark. It's Yo. the injuries on the Ravens. That's it. Otherwise, this is a stay away game. But these backups got all kinds of moxie, man. That back door is wide open. Moxie will get you a win over, you know, over the, the Broncos. Moxie <laughs> is hard to as a hard weapon to use to beat the Packers. All right. Fair and enough. you're talking to a guy who uses moxie to get like fucking, you know, discounts on milk. <laughs> <laughs> Love the bronze pick. Obviously, that was my smash. The Colts minus two. You heard all that. Yep. Saturday night. Um, Falcons. Uh, Corderell Patterson. You've always struggled with that name. Eh? Not I don't know be, why. Like, not I'm not dyslexic. Corderell Jones. Fuck me. The legendary Buckeyes QB. <clears throat> Isn't that Cardale um, Jones? That game is screaming backdoor. Look at the look at the Niners up 14 at Cincy. Yeah. Did a miracle drive to win the game. So. They do not have nine points buttoned up. No, like the pick to cover nine against a team that's also fighting for their playoffs. I feel like you need a killer at quarterback, and Jimmy G is not a killer. All right, this guy will be a great underwear model one day, uh, but he's not a killer at quarterback. My my biggest disagreement, Hugh, comes from the Jets down in South Beach. Yeah, all those right. veterans are down to party, man. Those guys got the South Beach flu, haunteds. Forget it. The Jets are going backwards, man. That game was in striking distance. They lost that game with their play calling. You said Wilson's better than Tua? Yeah. Come on, man. No. Tua's got a great winning percentage. That's fine. He's got a better team. I think um, you're right, though, about the Dolphin philosophy about not stomping teams. That's what I mean. Like, who who, who they beat anybody by 10? This this doesn't matter. This is a a 24-6 game. This is a... Put the clamps on Dolphins coming off the latest buy of the year. How many times have the Dolphins even scored 24 points this year? That, that, that's what I'm saying. That this, this is a weird game where it's going to be low scoring with a cover. So I got my disagreement there. Um, and like I said, the giant, the New York teams on the road, even though there's a presence because there's New Yorkers all over the world, right? I've been in Hong Kong, seen New Yorkers, London, New Yorkers. They don't mind going to a city to boo their team. So sure, there might be a lot of green. <laughs> Dark green, gangrene, if you will, at uh, Joe Robbie Stadium or whatever they call it now. Um, but anyway, that's what I think about that game. And I, I just do love the so go, wrap up I, your dolphin. I just think it's a perfect buy low, sell high scenario. The it Dolphins is. have the Dolphins have never been better as far as the public image of them is concerned. Right. And the Jets have never been worse all season. So a couple of hapless losses at home will do that to you but watching zach wilson throw the ball and watching how the dolphins play football they just don't seem like a team that will stop a backdoor cover from happening you know like oh you're, oh we're up 10 yeah we'll just play prevent and let you kick this field goal no problem watch out last one watch vikings bears Minnesota vikings yo the new man on the minnesota vikings is justin jefferson it's not dalvin cook it's not kirk no it is the receiver and his compliment, Thielen, when returned, total dynamic duo, three-headed monster with Cook. You don't even have to include Cousins, and he's okay with it because yeah. they they will lift 
the Vikings to a Kirk Cousins rare primetime win. They played Thursday in a crazy game against the Steelers. Now they got the mini buy plus a day versus a Bears team that, like you said, couldn't answer the call from God. Yeah. Said, you know what? We want Justin Fields to be a star. We want him to beat Aaron Rodgers on Sunday night. Roger was on the bat line for the Bears. Yeah. And they still didn't even cover, folks. They didn't even come close. Didn't even cover. No. It's like they it's like they, they came out from the second half and just forgot their offensive game plan in 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 um in the locker room. I saw some interesting stat about Nagy this season leading up, this is like maybe week 10, how they had not scored a third quarter point. Like up like it was like week nine, and they hadn't scored a third quarter point. That's when that if you're the offensive guy, you're supposed to come out with a game plan after halftime. Adjustments, they're called. Anyway, I wasn't the only one ripping them. So I, I think he's gone. I love Justin Fields, but the Bears are awful. So I'm predicting four one and one, Hugh. I, I never really make predictions on your Hughes, but I'm saying you're going to go four one and one. Possibly a weird tie with that Jets game. A missed extra point. It's going to cost somebody for the push. Um, I don't know who's going to come through, but I'm going 4-1-1. One, and one. Well, I like that. One one quick thought, folks. Now that a lot, a lot of you are online betting uh, more than like at the store or whatever, welcome to the world. Um, you can buy points. Click on any particular game yep. you want because yeah, some of these numbers are key numbers. So you don't have to take them. Even on a parlay, you can get really specific. For instance, I'm going to make one. Okay, It's Falcons minus nine on the official line. And that'd be minus 110, unless you're at bet openly where it's like minus 101. You save all that money, that little extra vig for the bookie. Either way, I'm going to click on the Falcons Niners game. Then I'm going to go to scroll down to go to alternate spreads. And I'm going to find the one that says 10 and a half. That's the number I want. I'll pay a little bit more for it, especially on a parlay. How much would you be willing to pay, Jeff? So I'd say minus, minus 110 one. is, is minus is plus nine. Yeah. You want the field goal and a little plus. Protection. I want to pull so an extra point and a half. And it, because it's a key number that could go up to call it almost 145 minus 145 minus 150. Let's say the minus 10 or minus nine and a half would be like minus 130 minus 10, probably minus 145 and then up to 10 and a half minus 155. Either way on a parlay. It's not going to make that much of a difference. And the, those numbers become really important when you're backdoor covering. So I'm going to buy points on the Falcons. I'll probably buy a half point on the Chiefs. So I'll get them at two and a half instead of three. My official Hugh pick will be three. But don't think I'm going to push because on my parlay, I'll have them at two and a half. Uh, anyway, just keep in mind, you can buy points on any gambling site you're using uh, pretty much. So. Keep that in mind. You don't get have to get stuck with the line that Vegas gives you. You, got, you don't got to just wait and wait and wait. You can pay fucking 15 bucks extra and get the line you want. Okay. Um, is there any big games that we missed that we, we're not, we haven't talked about yet? No, I'm, I'm really locked into Saturday. I um, Now that I uh, surmised the Saturday afternoon, the precursor to the main event, Colts-Patriots, is basically a retirement match. For the season, of course, not in eternity, but your little Derek Carr take kind of was. And it's not Baker's ass on the line because he's not playing, but um, because we know they're going to lose the next week in, at Lambeau. 
But anyway, I see. I, think, I, I, uh, I, I see. That's the game. I, that's the game. I think actually the Browns can win. I think the spread will be too high, especially the Browns. If Case Keenum's Browns lose the Raiders, the spread will be enormous. But will. if they get their all, if they get their O line back and they just run Nick Chubb down the Packers' throat, uh, they're a cold weather team too. Let me tell you right now, I if especially if the Browns lose, that will be on my Hugh picks next week. I don't even know what the number is, but I'll take the Browns almost blind. You know what? Um, you know what I kind of like, but I don't know. I like the over in the Bengals Broncos. That's a kind of a closet pick 'em game, but what's, what's 44. the number? 44? Yeah, that seems. Teddy's got a little stride. I told you those they they paid those receivers, Patrick and Sutton and some of those guys. So they're they're motivated, man. They're the Teddy's slinging the ball. I swear to God, I was looking at the same thing yesterday, and then I thought to myself, like, yo, Vic Fangio's defense has been a problem for a lot of teams, whether they're going into Denver or facing Denver. Not a lot of teams shit kicking Denver, even if you're beating them. Uh, he's got he's got a secondary, a confusing secondary zone play. I was listening to Troy Aikman talk about it. Um, so just something to keep in mind with Patrick Sertain back there and a couple of pretty good corners. But Denver can score. Since he can score, field goals are kicked kick longer in Denver. I like the over. 24-21. Uh, um, He's a winner. Never have we talked about a Saints-Bucks game in the last two years that seems seemingly gets very little attention. Bucks are favored by 11 points on Sunday Night Football. Uh, facing the Saints. Flexed in. Flexed in. Flexed in. Saints season's pretty much on the line, but they don't have a quarterback. How are you going to beat the best team in the fo- in football probably without a goddamn quarterback? With, Except they, they did it three weeks ago, so I don't know. <laughs> you know how they do it? They do it two ways. They watch the new Kevin James movie called Hometown where he stars as Sean Payton. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Take a look on your YouTube trailer. No, I... Yeah, I saw it. He's playing Sean Payton in the year that he got suspended for for Bounty Gate. Yes. Love it. Great, great idea. A um, little bit heavy for Sean. Can't, I don't think he's in, into it, but I'm sure Kevin James is a nice enough dude to make it work. When you say heavy, do you just mean like, as in like, you know, as in why the fuck is there a show about this? Like this didn't really even happen? No. Or heavy, heavy like, like, like he's Sean a big Sean Payton is 185 pounds and Kevin yeah, that's James what I, is 230. Yeah. Speaking of 230, Weird Mike cracked up over 230 for the first time in a couple of years. A little mea culpa. I always like to publicly shame myself to do better. It's always been a great strength of mine. I feel like that happens with new dads, you know? Yeah. Is that like, a thing? I think so. Like, you know, your wife shoots out. Uh, don't a kid. give me an excuse, man. Fuck. I'm just telling you, I'm just uh, I don't have kids, but my buddies and our our buddies have are having kids left and right. And um <laughs> the the bun is in the other oven rather quickly. <laughs> Food goes in the kids, Mike. Eh? Yeah, I mean, I'll holiday lie. season, baby. That's what I'll blame okay. it on: the kid and Christmas. Okay, have you watching Man in the Arena at all? Hawk, do you see that? The Tom Brady series. If you have a Brady boner like I do, it's basically porn. Uh, man, I, they they played the episode last night of. Basic, uh, it's it, it's Tom telling the story with some guests and whatnot of their 2011 loss to the Giants, the second time they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. Man, he had a throw to Wes Welker that like nobody remembers. Everybody right? remembers. Everybody remembers Jeff. I didn't. I, I didn't. was at 
Rebel Sports Bar watching it. It was Madonna at halftime. Everybody talks Manningham, but if Welker catches the ball, there is no Manningham. Yeah. He gets his revenge on the Giants. Now he threw it to, I guess Tom said, I wish I had thrown it like more perfect, like right. So he could just turn around and catch it. But he had to turn around and kind of catch it on his over shoulder. But even West said, like, I catch that nine out of 100 times. He a drops server, it. A server told me to get off the table when Welker dropped the ball because I knew that the Giants had hope. Don't remember. What kind of stupid thing are you saying to me, Jeff? It's uh, look, the dumbest thing I remember a lot of things that people don't remember, okay? Tom Brady, the first time they played the Giants, I've talked about this before, Tom Brady threw a 79-yard pass in the air to a double-covered Randy Moss, and Randy had a, a, an extra step on both his guys. The ball was half a yard underthrown. Randy had to just sit, like, kind of just slow down and try to catch it. The guy got his fist in there and knocked the ball away. It was the last second last play of the game to go perfect. And uh, Randy catches that ball. He stumbles into the end zone for the game winning and perfect season touchdown. So I remember that. I saw episode three when they uh, beat the Panthers and it was the height of them pushing each other at practice and at meals and on the bus and on the field. And it was just this endless Brewski, Vrabel, Brady, machismo fuck you bill we can do this without you didn't know that we couldn't then and it was very very gripping stuff it, it was it was it's fucking great very good way better than the tom versus time thing i thought one one thing i really like about this and like the, also last dance the same reason that some journalists didn't like it is the same reason i fucking liked it look not every great sports documentary series needs to be about Oh, this fucking this guy wins the Super Bowl, but he was secretly molesting turtles. Like this doesn't. We don't need the dirt on everybody who succeeds in sports. You know, Tom it's Brady, turtle, best quarterback man. of all time. Yeah, okay. Let's follow. Let's get his insight and the background into his twenty-year amazing career. And like you know, if he fucking stole a Snickers bar when he was eight, I don't care. <laughs> Fuck. So I'm liking where this is going. I'll, Tell me the backstory. Give me more mic'd up. And if you were not a perfect person, that's exactly what I expect. You're an athlete. You're not the Pope. So it's just not as much news to me, like finding out everyone's shadows. I don't care. Okay. Uh, the late breaking news. You know, we'll wrap this up quick. But Deion Sanders, shout out for bringing back the SWAC. Uh, Jackson State heading for the SWAC championship. Uh, that's black colleges, by the way, folks, uh, traditionally, un, you know, not as funded, not as celebrated. Historically, whatnot. black colleges and universities. H Absolutely. BCSU. Absolutely. HBCU. Correct. Um, either way, he just signed the number two prospect uh, in the in in the country. Corner, a cornerback who had committed to Florida State just said no and is going to Jackson State, Mississippi. Anyway, pretty cool. Uh, guys are real. He's not as silly as everyone thinks he is. That's what I've always loved about Dion. He's a real dude, and uh, he's a he's a he's a movement guy. He's a culture guy. Love it. Um, okay, time now for this week's truth of the week. Yo, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. All right, we all watched 
that overtime loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you might be saying to yourself, you know, this might be time to hop off the Bills wagon. Maybe they're not circling. All right. But did you ever see Rocky one? Sometimes you need a great loss to show you how great you are because you get on the cusp of winning. And you even think that you could be that close. Weird Mike, as he was doing our pre-show reads, talked about how the Bills were on the clisp of greatness and missed it. I'm not sure what the clisp is, but I think it's the thing that you rub under your nuts when you're trying to come. <laughs> Remember to focus on the clisp, ladies and gentlemen. The Bills are on the cusp of something great. They know their weakness. They know they can't run. But uh, if you know, in life, if you know your weakness and you can excel around it because you're totally aware of it, more than your opponents, you can succeed. They should have beat the Bucks. That was a brutal non-pass interference call that happened not once but twice. Uh, I believe in the Bills. They're plus 1,400 to win the Super Bowl right now. They have a 66% chance, according to next-gen stats, to make the playoffs. Now, next-gen stats isn't what figuring what we are all figuring. Besides this Patriots game, they got a bunch of W's in their way. Okay, Atlanta and Carolina ain't coming up to Orchard Park in the winter and beating a playoff-determined Bills team. So they're going to be in that tournament. Now, here's what you got to ask yourself. For plus 1,500, who in the AFC is going to beat them? The Chiefs and maybe the Colts. This is what I said to Weird Mike before the show. There's two teams that I think could beat the Bills. Chiefs and the Colts. Unless it's a winter storm, Bills will beat the Patriots. And they'll beat anybody else in their way. So plus 1,500 for a team that if they had just beat the Bucs would probably be plus 550, plus 600. We're talking one pass interference call that's costing you 1,000 of futures bets. Take advantage. Because when they beat the Patriots... Uh, in two weeks, this will be much closer to plus 500. I think they can actually do it this year. Truth of the week, buy low on futures, sell high. I'm going to buy the, the bills while they're at their lowest, and I will sell them slash hedge on them when they play the Chiefs in the AFC championship game. Truth of the week, I believe. So should you. Yo. Yo. It was... Uh... I jumped on while you were talking. Sorry, Hugh. I made my own truth of the week. And I hope I can vana come on everybody's face with it. Uh, Colts plus 3,300. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Going to be half that when they beat the top seed this weekend. Right, Hugh? That was three great woes. Whoa, whoa. Whoa. And yes, they will be the top seed. I just did. And those odds will increase. Now is the time to take them before they beat the Patriots. So I just put 30 for a G. Seems like pretty good odds. Back to the futures, folks. We got the almanac. Okay. But uh, yeah, plus 3,300 for the team. For a team that's playing fantastic football right now. The Indianapolis Colts. Big almanac I like guy. I like it. Uh, all right. We were right on the clisp at the end of this episode. <laughs> Stick that finger up your hoop and get ready to finish it up. Okay. Do you have uh, a college football playoff pick? I'm not saying who's going to win the national championship, but as we head to the college football season, make, make our people some money with, some, with a with college football pick. Could be from one of the four main games or different Sunday. What's your favorite college football play right now? No, you got you to gotta like uh, Michigan. Got to be one of the most expensive tickets on the planet. The Orange Bowl, Hard Rock Stadium, Georgia versus Big Blue, plus eight. 
for Harbaugh, I don't like him, but he's capable of special, and eight is too much. So Wolverines, I think you did. I just hijack your pick, you. That's okay. We can agree on stuff. I will. I will be taking the Michigan Wolverines uh, uh, plus eight, not to win. First. That's okay. I didn't know what you were going to pick. George's quarterback is in over his head. Uh, he's this. He's not a final. He's not a college final four quarterback. He's just not. He's not a college. He's not a college final four team in Georgia. They're impressive, but he's they. They are lacking a killer at quarterback. Just that. Just like they have the last four college football playoffs. So until they fix that. Sorry, you're not a good favorite. Uh, they'll lose to Bama if they make it, but uh, I think they're going to struggle with Michigan, uh, Michigan's defense, especially with a month to prepare for this somewhat vanilla offense of the Georgia Bulldogs. Okay, I think that's it. I remember to check out betopenly.com. Our friends down in Florida, they started up a wicked website where it's peer-to-peer wagering. Only 1% juice, so instead of minus 110, that's basically 110 bucks to win 100 on a point spread bet. More likely, you'll see 103 to win 100 times that by a bet every weekend, every day. You're going to save a lot of money. BetOpenly.com. Uh, keep sending in your six picks for our Bet Openly and Team LTD Look Who's Talking contest. Uh, shout out Deion Sanders, a real leader. Tupac would be proud if he's alive. I see no changes. Uh, we're Mike, 9 and 1. Let's stay hot, bro. Colts. And Zona and it's still your phone season, folks. You're at your holiday party. You're sitting by the tree, by the Yuletide at the dinner table. You're talking some football, steal that person's phone and subscribe them to look who's talking the VOG trademark of this show. Steal your phone and then politely give it back to them. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for everyone subscribing, following, downloading. Remember, if you're playing a pool ticket this weekend, box the Jets Dolphins game. You're welcome. See you next week for episode 113. Know what I mean? Peaches and cream.